Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talco Supremo. I've heard it so many times before from so many different people. Having children is the best thing that has ever happened to me, they all say. And I believe it. The miracle of childbirth, the first walk, teaching, learning, laughing, playing, family glamping trips, and insert more family fun activities here. It all sounds so exciting, but then I research stories like this one. Susan Bailey, a single mother working two jobs to support her two kids, the kids spoiled, rotten, and disrespectful to the mother. Where did things go wrong in this family? What caused the kids to gain so much hatred for their own mother? And for the question that will forever remain unanswered with this story, why did Susan Bailey's children stab her to death inside her Texas home? Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. Hey guys, welcome back to the studio. Yay. Good to be back after a brief little hiatus. Um, as you guys may or may not know, we just did our first live show up in Massachusetts. And our hosts at Shoveltown Brewery were absolutely amazing. We are so thankful um, to have had our first live show with them. They were truly amazing and set the bar for every other brewery where we're about to go do a show in. It, super pumped. It was a blast. It was so fun. So thank you to Shoveltown and for all of our tacos that came out to see us. We made some new friends and... Uh, 
definitely are excited to have have them aboard listening to us in the future. Yeah, it was really fun. Big shout out to Shoveltown, Frank, all you guys up there. You made it so pleasant. Thank you so much. Anyway, tonight, John, you gave us, I don't know if that whole quote was the hint or we had to pick up the keywords or what? Yeah, no, I'm just trying something new. Okay. I mean, I, the the hints were in there, but I'm going to give it to you in a sentence. Okay. You okay. know, just so it's not like hint, comma, hint. Okay. It's like in a sentence. So I sent you guys this hint tonight. Sometimes my friends and I listen to emo and play Dungeons and Dragons. Sometimes we just make a pact. That's what I sent to you guys. I went off of the first quote, uh, first hint, which was capitalized, which was emo. And uh, one of the drinks I found was pretty much a, a vo- uh, vodka cranberry with lime juice, except it was with blueberry vodka. And we didn't have blueberry vodka or cranberry juice. So I made up my own drink um, called the Death Wish because to go along with the emo hint. And um, we didn't have cranberry juice, so I used pomegranate juice. It was going to be a pomegranate juice and vodka, but then I ran out of pomegranate juice, and we didn't have anything really to mix it with, so I mixed it with Diet Coke. So it's probably going to be gross. Wow, that's a lot of things that we didn't have that we had substitutes for. Yeah, I told you guys I would have went to the liquor store. But I didn't know we didn't have cranberry juice until just now. Now, what did you put in it besides cranberry juice? I didn't put cranberry juice. Pomegranate juice. It looks really gross. It looks. It looks like we're drinking blood. No, it looks like we're drinking motor oil. This is worse than the coffee I drink. It's completely black. No, I'm it's not like looking deep red. No, it's it's dark red. It looks like blood. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it either. But that's why I called it the death wish. Like I said, pomegranate juice, diet coke, vodka. Those are the three ingredients, except there's two kinds of vodka in here. I put a splash of the pear vodka, and uh, honestly, it kind of tastes like bananas. It does not taste anything like bananas. Nothing at all like bananas, guys. Do not listen to Jen. Yeah, I'm going to say no to that. It tastes fine. (laughs) Also, no. (laughs) Jen, do you know what a banana is, right? Yes. Uh, Oh, I want to... I want to give a big shout-out to two of our Supremos. Number one, Jeremy... For hey, recommending Jeremy. this, uh, we did recommending us to uh, do this again. And Tony just posted in the forum as well about donating in the booze bucket. And oh, so we're gonna we're gonna start the booze bucket up by next episode. So I know Tony uh, asked how we would go about donating and picking up the tab. Thanks, we have a people. booze. Yeah, we have a booze bucket on the forum. We haven't been doing it. But every time we've done it, we've got uh, donations from you guys, and it's really helped our tab. Um, lately, we're just trying to run out all the liquor in the cabinet, so we're sh- that's why like Jen's mixing shit. But I, <laughs> although I, you did restock this weekend, yeah, after my graduation party, we are like fully stocked with liquor. What did you uh, bring back for us? Um, I brought some rum, some gin, and a couple bottles of tequila. So now we have like seven bottles of tequila. Oh my god. <laughs> So but, much tequila, and so we're much out of fun. vodka, though. But we're out yeah, of vodka. Well, I was going to bring. I was going to bring some vodka back because I found this uh, new vodka that I'd never heard of before. It's Irish vodka. You'd think that with you think <laughs> that Irish people would make vodka, but I this is the first time I've heard of Irish vodka. But Juliet, Same. my sister, um, decided to keep it, and she told me that she'd send me the bottle because that's what I really wanted was a bottle. But yeah, so the booze bucket will be on the next episode, so you guys can. Uh... Pay your tab, and we'll give you a shout-out. And thank you. 
Um, guys, I know we haven't posted an episode. We took basically a week off. I got a, we, we were doing the live show traveling and I just kind of needed a break, but this week you got this episode for our main episode and then another, uh, and then we're doing a taco special episode, which will be out Friday and hopefully the live show recording will be out Saturday or Sunday, but next week we're doing, uh, some pretty big episodes. I have one big serial killer episode I'm doing and I'm tying it into the next episode because these two serial killers after they've done their thing or these two killers end up falling in love. Whoa. So if you know how romantic in advance, you can tell me we're going to do the, we're going to do the one serial killer. That'll be on Tuesday and then once you hear that one, you can take a guess about who the other killer Very is. Very interesting. Hmm. And I'm going to try to find the prison notes. If I can find the communications between both killers, they're like prison love notes, we will do a special episode, and I want our tacos to call in and read some of the notes. <laughs> but I don't know if I can find them or not. I haven't checked yet. But that's going to be fun. So we have a new Facebook uh, fan and sent a, who sent us a message named Dakota. She says, hey, guys, I'm pretty new to your podcast, but listen to, to it with a co-worker and we discuss the cases. I'm becoming a huge fan. I'm from Goose Creek, South Carolina, and live in Maine. I'm going to school for criminal justice, law enforcement, so it intrigues me. Today I listened to Pee Wee and John Wayne Gacy. I'm an EMT and wanted to put the myth to rest. I can assure you that every life-saving measure will be taken to save you regardless of your organ donor status. (laughs) We usually never check IDs. The only thing that we will ever stop a life-saving measure is a DNR. Huge fan. I will hit hit up the Patreon as soon as I get paid. Thank you for the content. I honestly knew, like, you guys didn't. Oh, wait, let's check his ID. See if he's an organ donor. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous, but, you know, it is the myth that's going around. Wow, and happy birthday to Jen. Thanks, guys. Wow, Jen's got some serious love on social media for her birthday. Thanks, everyone, for the birthday wishes. I also want to give a birthday shout-out to my birthday neighbor and Taco Supremo Danny, whose birthday is August 12th. So happy birthday, Danny. Any other Leos out there? I think someone commented that they were also a Leo. Uh, Andrea? Andrea? Any Pisces out there? If so, we can cry together. Why? Is that what Pisces do? Oh, Pisces are very crazy. So the hints tonight was emo and packed. P-A-C-T, like that movie. What, what about Dungeons the and Pact. Dragons? Was Dungeons and Dragons not a part of it? No, it, that was a hint too, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, but mostly emo and Pact. Huh. Like that movie, The Pact, P-A-C-T, with Brad Pitt. Okay. Have I seen that movie? I don't think he was in it, but it was somebody famous. Interesting. Yeah. What's The Pact about? I don't know. A Pact? I don't know if I've seen it. You know what A Pact is? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I've read the book by Jody P. Colt, The Pact. All right, so, Jen, where are we going and who are we killing? Emo packed. Go. I'm going to say Columbine. Wow. That was unexpected. Hmm. Nicole, where are we going? Who are we killing? I'm going to say we're going to Indiana this evening. And it's, it's a small town group of kids who like to play Dungeons and Dragons in their mom's basement, a la Stranger Things. 
and things start to get a little dark, and they decide to make a pact to kill someone. Did the Columbine kids play Dungeons and Dragons? Um, I don't know, but I know that they were kind of like uh, they were. They had a lot of serious issues going on, and that they had a suicide pact, and they ended up committing suicide. All right, tonight. We are going to a small town there in Texas. Denton, Texas. Nicole. Oh. Yeah. Texas is known as the Lone Star Blank. State. State. Very good. <laughs> that is Nicole Laporte, our third place geography bee winner. Thank you. Thank you. I try very hard. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, shit. We didn't do surprise shots. No. Ooh. How did we almost forget that? Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Ugh. What is that? You want to guess? Ugh. Rum? Yep. Captain Morgan. Ugh. I wanted a pleasant shot. We're already drinking this motor oil. That might as well be miserable. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have anything special picked out. We need to open that booze bucket so we can get some more selections up in here. All right. So tonight we are going to small town Texas, Denton, Texas. Denton. 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 Where's Denton? Y'all ever been to Texas? Yes. I've been in San Antonio. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Grace lived out there. Oh. All right, so we're going to Texas tonight. We're going Thursday, September 25th, 2008. Well, I was wrong. Hmm. What happened in 2008? I was overseas. I was in Afghanistan, pretty sure. September of 2008? Yeah. Um, that was our senior year of high school, Nicole. Oh, I was already mm-hmm. fighting the Taliban, and y'all were still in high school. Yeah. What do you think of that, folks? <laughs> well, I'm the old man. I mean, technically speaking, our senior year of high school, you could have, like, technically, even though we know you weren't, just have had graduated the year before. What? Yeah, you only I have graduated to be... in 2004. I know that. I'm saying, like, you don't, like, that just because we were seniors and you were off fighting the Taliban doesn't mean that you were that much older than us. Because you only have to be 18 to be in the armed services. I don't understand what's going on. I was like 21. Never mind. Never mind. It's fine. Never oh, okay. Mind. All right. We're going to the home of Susan Bailey. Susan Bailey, I'm going to get into who she is later, but she's a very hard worker. In fact, she was coming home from her second job that she picked up at my favorite place. Popeyes? No, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you said that, it was Popeyes. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, you said Olive Garden. But it was something else. What? Olive Garden sucks. I love Olive Garden. I, no, that's uh, Olive uh, Garden su- is so cheap. Soup salad, it's like exactly. Red Lobster. Exactly. Okay, soup Beyonce salad, should make a song about unlimited it. Unlimited soup salad and breadsticks. The breadsticks sticks aren't any good. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, they are. They're delicious. No, they're not. Well, you know what? I and their a- pasta's meh. Susan Bailey. She just came home from her second job. She has two kids. She's working her ass off she's a very hard worker she's still got her bed bath and beyond name tape tape on the blue name tape okay name tag name tag she walks into her home 
Now, of course, she's got two two younger kids. The house is a wreck. You know, the milk is out. There's dishes everywhere. All this shit. She's exhausted. She looks in the kitchen as a wreck, but she's like, you know what? I got to wake up early because she's also the district manager of a clothing line. Because mm-hmm. she's, since she was young, she's been interested in fashion. She got her business degree and she studied fashion and she became the district manager. But to make ends meet, because she got these two kids, her ex husband isn't supporting them at all. Like, literally not doing jack shit. So it's all her. So she's working these two jobs all day long, and she's got to wake up in the morning, so she's like, fuck it. Fuck all the mess. I'm going to bed. So she walks upstairs. She gets to the very top step. She takes a left towards the bedroom. She's about to go sleep. She's about to go sleep. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the lights are off. A man's hand comes out of nowhere, right, the hand right across her throat, pushes her on the wall, mm-hmm. and she's struggling. Now, she just got home. She's tired, and now, like, oh, my God, a burglar broke in. Something. A killer. Or someone. Someone was choking her to death, slammed on the wall. She turns around. She struggles to try to break free. She can't. This guy's... Hands trying to choke her out, kill her. Luckily, in the background, she's saved because right there she sees her two kids, 17-year-old daughter Jennifer Bailey and her 13-year-old son David. Now, David's 13. He's not going to, like, karate chop the intruder or anything. But Jennifer can at least go call the police or something or maybe, like, kick him in the balls or something. Mm -hmm. But she turns around, sees the kids... Sitting right there, and immediately she's like, okay, number one, I'm so glad they're safe. And number two, maybe they can help me. So she screams at her daughter, Jennifer. Jennifer, call the police. I'm being attacked. Call the police. Okay. Now, she thinks to herself as she's being choked out to death, it's kind of weird that both of my... My daughter, my 17-year-old daughter and 13-year-old son are wearing bandanas over their face. But, you know, maybe they were just playing. Anyway, she turns to Jennifer. Call the police, please. Call the police. Help me. And Jennifer looks at her, 17-year-old daughter looks at her very calmly and coldly and says, no. What? Yeah. What? And Oh, my God. The kids are in on this? Oh, dear. As soon as she says no... Susan Bailey feels a large kitchen knife enter her abdomen area from her own daughter. Oh, her my daughter goodness. steps right into her with a large knife. What? So, what do you guys think of this? Wow. I'm kind of speechless, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was the. I w- I'm guessing that the intruder was the father. Maybe. Or a friend of those kids. All right, this is from the book we're reading. A strong arm grabbed her around the neck from behind. She tried to scream, but a hand clamped over her mouth, and a strong chemical smell enveloped her. Suddenly, she was surrounded by people. That, that's what? the kids hmm. in the background. All right. Um, Holy shit. 
Wow, that took That's a turn I was not expecting. That is terrifying. Oh my gosh, you can't even trust your own children anymore? Like, Here, Nicole, can you read this? Then the blows came. She was dazed, but she kept shouting for Jennifer to help. Instead, Jennifer stepped forward with a knife in her hand and began hitting her mother in the chest, stabbing her. Susan felt a deep, sharp pain low on her back and her legs crumpled under her. On her knees, she saw the teenagers all around her. Oh God, her children were killing her. Why? Her own children are killing her right now. The hand around her neck, her throat, is still choking her. All right. The knife has been pushed inside her multiple times. She turns around, even though she can't really move. She turns away from her daughter and her son that are killing her. Because she doesn't want to see, she doesn't want the last thing she's ever going to see is her two kids. Killing her. Killing her, okay? And as soon as she turns around, another knife from the guy that is holding her neck, he pulls out a knife, takes away his hand that was once around her neck, and takes the knife towards her left ear and presses it into her neck all the way to her right ear. Very deep, very deep cut, arterial bleeding, and the book says, quote, the blood painted the bedroom walls. Oh. Because arterial bleeding, you, she, got her, she got her artery cut in her neck. Oh. Okay, so your heart is still pumping, so oh. that's going on the, literally it says, Painted the bedroom oh. walls. Oh, God. She was gurgling, yelling, why, why, why? Oh, okay. oh, God, you are painting quite the picture for me. As she turns her head away again, the knife cuts again across her throat. The other way, right ear to left ear, nearly decapitating her head completely off of her shoulders. Oh, poor woman. This is uh, why you don't have kids. <laughs> Yeah, you're anyone who's listening who has children are totally going to be scarred for life now. Yes. Well, I do Parents, have a question. Parents, lock your though. doors tonight. <laughs> did, I mean, I'm assuming that with, I'm assuming that Susan did not survive this. But oh no, she's dead. Right. But um, so how does the author know what she felt? Taking some creative liberties. I no, guess. no creative liberties. This is from the killers. the The author actually interviewed everyone that was involved. Hmm. So she got the complete picture like that. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about it, but here, Nicole, can you read this? What the original officers had thought might be a wound from a blunt object turned out to be numerous stab wounds in the back of the woman's head, the report stated. Oof. Murphy noted that her throat had been cut. The wound gaped open. He noted the blood on the wall and bedroom door with blood stains consistent with an arterial spray. The blood was low on the wall, indicating that she had already been down, perhaps on her knees, when the throat was cut, when her throat and the artery had been cut. All right, tonight we are reading from the book, and I'm going to put, I'm still going to do book reviews. I know Grace is big into books, and I'm still waiting to do the Gacy one. We got to do part two. I will do a book review on this if you want me to, and I'll put it on the forum. Um, this book is by Donna Fielder. It's called Let's Kill Mom. Hmm. Oh, it wow. was adapted into an investigation discovery show oh. about 
Killer Kids. Okay, I've seen yeah. that on Netflix. Not like watched it, but seen the title. Four Texas teens and a horrifying murder pact. Oof. Okay, so murder pact. Um, let me tell you a little bit about the autopsy. Once they found the body, because the kids actually left the house and the body wasn't found for a few days. There were nine stab wounds on the lower back of the head. There were cuts to her spinal cord. Her spinal cord was severed. Oh, my word. Two long, deep cuts to the neck and three shallower cuts where he tried to cut again ear to ear, but he couldn't, so it's three smaller cuts. Two cuts on the back, one upper left shoulder, the other way midway up the back. She had defensive cuts on her left hand. Pathologists counted 26 separate wounds in all, and they could not tell which one was the fatal wound. But if she has arterial bleeding from her neck getting cut, I mean, that was most likely the... the, What killed her? Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Wow. Nicole, can you read this? This is from the book. This is about the autopsy. I think it paints a really good picture. One wound penetrated the spine and severed the larynx. Susan's throat had been cut twice. Another wound shown that a large knife had penetrated the lower left side of her back and penetrated into the abdomen. The cervical spine had been fractured and the spinal cord had been cut. The larynx had been fractured and the left cardioid artery and jugular vein had been cut. Internally, the time and injury had been taking their toll over the days that her body laying alone in the hallway of an empty house and most of the organs were decomposed. There's four teens involved in tonight's murder. Only three of the teens were there. You have Paul Allen... Henson Jr., which is a 16-year-old. You have Jennifer Bailey, Susan Bailey, the murder victim's daughter. This is a a little blog I found. Jennifer Bailey is one cold-hearted bitch. That's her right there. Hmm. You have David Bailey, the brother of her, Jennifer Bailey. Okay. And the other son. He's only 13 at the time. And you have another teenager that was 14, Marilee White, which is not her real name. Her name was never brought out in public because the minor thing, you know, like he's she's a minor. But also she wasn't at the crime scene. And she scene. wasn't there, yeah. But even then, I don't think they can bring it out. But David was 13. Exactly. And I thought a lot about that. But... He was there. Well, no, not that. Well, he was there, yeah, but he's everyone's going to know anyway because the sister is 17, you know, and they know the brother's there too, even though he's 13. It's not like they're going to be like, we can't give the name of the brother because he's only 13. I mean, people can figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like, he's, yeah, they're, that's, they're, that's his brother, her yeah. brother. Does that make sense? She does look mean. Yeah. Let, let me talk a little bit about these. Let me... Let me talk a little bit about these kids. How about that? She. She. All right. Jennifer Bailey, 17. She started telling people that she was really interested in becoming a Wiccan. Hmm, witchcraft. Okay. Which, if we have a Talkus Primo that is very into witchcraft, witchcraft, well, being a Wiccan. And she has uh, some good articles and posts on what? Story was that that was uh Shannon Sharer's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to the Shannon Sharer, Sh- if you go to the Shanda Sharer post on talkmer.com, 
our talk is Primo Grace. Big shout out. I thought about you during this story and all the research. She put a lot of good, interesting articles about uh, Wiccans and witchcraft. Hmm. It's not all for evil. In fact, the Wiccan slogan, if you will, is, quote, and it harm none, do as thou wilt. That basically means fulfill every pleasure you have as long as it doesn't harm anyone. That's basically what it is. So the Wiccan, uh, I don't want to say religion, the Wiccan... The Wiccan practice is supposed to be not for good, but not for bad. You know, they're not. They're not promoting harm or anything. Yeah, they're like not promoting. They're not having these little dolls, voodoo dolls, sticking pins in them and shit. No, that's voodoo. Yeah. Anyway, um, which is different. Paul Allen Henson Jr. was a little younger than Jennifer. Jennifer was one grade ahead of him. Now he is the one that we're going to talk a lot about tonight. Here is a picture of him. And Jennifer at the prom. Were they dating? Yes, they were dating. Oh. So what do you think about that guy? I'm going to grow my hair out like that no, guy. No, please don't. Oh, he kind of reminds me of the Napoleon guy Dynamite. From- yes. <laughs> Which one? John Heater. Oh, the actual Napoleon? Yeah. No. Oh, Pedro? Yeah. Oh, Pedro. <laughs> it's like, it's like he reminds Pedro. me of Pedro, but with long hair. It's like if, Pedro. It's yeah. like if John Heater and the guy that played Pedro had a baby. All right. Or had a brother or something yeah this and go to talkmore.com to uh, see these pictures you're gonna want to see it in fact the picture <laughs> you're looking at right now what it does look like the whole thing even her with like her ponytail oh yeah you know like it looks like it would just be something from that very napoleon dynamite hi is grandma there no she's getting her hair done What do you need? Can you just go get her for me? I'm really busy right now. Well, just tell her to come get me. Why? Because I don't feel good. Well, have you talked to the school nurse? No, she doesn't know anything. Will you just come get me? No. Well, will you do me a favor then? What? Can you bring me my chapstick? No, Napoleon. But my lips hurt real bad. Just borrow some from the school nurse. I know she has like five sticks in her drawer. I'm not going to use hers, you sicko. Oh, idiot. He's not even wearing a Which tie. I fucking hated that movie. Yeah, oh. I never got you it. You have to wear a tie to prom. No, I was just saying Napoleon Dynamite. I love stupid. that movie. That I was never, a cult classic. A I never got it. That's a great movie. I don't get it I was like, what's the plot? It doesn't need to be a plot. I thought it was the stupidest movie I've ever seen. When I saw it, I was like, there's no plot to this. What's the point? Thank you, Jen. I'm glad we can agree on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with well, that. we normally agree. All right, now... The well, sometimes picture... I feel like I don't get a lot of humor at that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, we don't necessarily have the same sense of humor yeah. in, in terms of, like, movie and You film. have self-defecating humor, right? You're well, deprecating, but yes. Okay. Guys, we have to watch Rat Race. Not necessarily tonight, but next time we watch a movie, we're watching Rat Race, and that's mm-hmm. the end of it. <sighs> All right. So you're looking at the prom picture right now. Go to talkmer.com because you need to blow up the picture a little bit. Zoom in, if you will. Because from the book, but there was something about Paul's eyes. Now he this is has a lazy eye. This is from the prom. He's talk. The Texas Ranger that's actually saying this is talking about this actual photo, the prom photo. But there was something about Paul's eyes that came through in the picture. 
A Texas Ranger later said that you could look in the eyes of the pair in the prom photo and see that something bad was going to happen. He is kind of a scary looking dude, like very sinister looking. I don't know if I see anything bad that's going to happen. I think they just look really fucking awkward. Well, this is a Texas Ranger, so. So believe this everything. This is he Walker, says. Texas Ranger. Well, I think. These that... are the people that took down Bonnie and Clyde. But Jim, not the exact What's people. Bonnie's last name? Nicole. I don't remember. Oh my God. Come you on. See you guys were. I, I think... Clyde Barrow. And Bonnie. Barrow? No. <laughs> Bonnie, was our, Bonnie was married to someone else, remember? They were never married. Clyde and Bonnie were never married. Bonnie Parker. Right. Bonnie Parker. You guys, I don't do you guys even listen to these stories? <laughs> we do so many. I don't I can't remember those things. So I don't I think you you see what you want to see if that's the case from these guys. Like, you know, and you you he looks like, like a, a a bad dude. Not like bad, like like if I saw him at on the street, I wouldn't be like, ooh, that's a bad dude. I would just but he he does kind of look like not good. Well, he's he been described kind of weird. He's been described by a lot of people in this book, uh, especially as not very good looking. Uh, so. Really, 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 <laughs> really, really not, ridiculous. That should be the hint. Really, really ridiculously not good looking. All right. Um, let me tell you about Paul and his other ego, his alter ego, his alter ego. Well, oh. yeah, his alter. Oh. No, you. I, you can't say alter because he has an alter personality because he thought it was cool. Okay. But, but he's his, not actually multiple personality. He, he doesn't is not actually, actually have an multiple alter. Okay. personality disorders. Dissociative identity disorder. Dissociative di- identity disorder. In fact, one of the Rangers that was interviewing him after this all happened, his alternate personality started coming out. He rolled his eyes back and lifted his head, and then the transformation was coming in this. Other identity was here, and the rain, the Texas Ranger said, "Stop that shit! It's not going to work on me." <laughs> Did you know that when people people Guess try to them. fake DID, yeah. they often try to, um, like you can tell if someone is faking a disorder usually because they tried to hit all of the criteria, um, which. N- Statistically speaking, when you have a disorder, you don't necessarily have every single criterion. Like you, in the in the DSM five, there are for every disorder there are a certain number of criteria, and you have to meet a certain number of them. So, like for borderline personality disorder, there are nine criteria, and you have to meet at least five of them. I don't remember the um, how many criteria there are for a DID, but I think it's you have to hit at least five of them as well. A lot of people try to fake disorders and they try to hit every single criteria and that's how they get found out. All right, so Paul had two personalities. Paul, the mild-mannered, fun-loving guy, slow to get angry, and then Talos, which his friends thought he was saying Thomas, but it's Talos, which I looked up Talos. is actually a Marvel character. I don't know if he knew that. No, I know about Thanos. It's this this guy, this green guy. Oh. I don't watch Superman and all this stuff, but he's a Marvel character. Well, Marvel is not Superman. Superman Whatever. is DC. DC. Anyway, Talos is aggressive and prone to violence. Okay. Now, he also claimed that he was the reincarnation of an executioner from the 1800s. Please. 
He was fascinated with vampires and wanted to become one really bad. Oh, this is right around the time of Twilight. He must have been really into that shit. <laughs> yeah. I bet Team he, Edward. He wanted to yeah. He was Team Edward. <laughs> well, he, all right, so he he was a cutter. Most of these people were cutters, right? Mm-hmm. And the, it's so funny. I'm going to get into this in a little bit. But the author, obviously, it's a great book, but she's trying to describe emo like for parents or something, you know? She's like, emo is, you know, it's just cutter music and people that are depressed. I was like, what? I mean, and then she true. was like, bands like Fallout Boy, you need to. I like emo music. <laughs> I mean, some. If Panic at the Disco was emo, I guess, back then and My Chemical Romance. Yeah. And she she mentions them. Anyway. Um, but I think emo, emo can spread like a whole, like it can be like Dashboard Confessional. You know what I mean? Yeah, Good Charlotte. Oh, I fucking love Dashboard Confessional. Now, he did have severe mood swings and he sometimes spoke in a chanting language. He would do this at school. He would also cut himself and then lick his own blood. Oh, Around his neck, you'll find a vial of blood. Oh, great. Yeah, this Was is he what receiving I, I had any support services? I, I love you guys so much and our fans that I actually had to read about this teenage bullshit. Did someone request? Well, I mean, like, no, no was he receiving it. any, <laughs> like, was he receiving any counseling services? Like, he, no, he was, he's not, he's just, just trying to be cool. But did no one notice, like, any of this and no one so you're saying he's doing this not because he really has a problem but because he's looking for attention he's like trying to be all like dark and enigmatic because that's his attention getter you know what i'm saying it's like well that's a persona like getting any of the right attention like no he was he wanted to be weird he right? was dating jennifer yeah i'm talking about from people that could actually try to help him He's a 16-year-old kid. He doesn't want help. He wants to be Talos and play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just saying. You know, that, I mean, they, they sit up all night, play Dungeons and Dragons, listen to emo. All right, this is what the story is. Jennifer and her brother, David, they were not really great kids. David, to go into him, I mean, he's 13 through the entire thing, so I'm not going to talk about him a lot because at the end of the day, a 13-year-old can't be charged with anything. He's 13. But, you know, he was a bedwetter and all this stuff. So there was a section of the book that was talking about maybe sexual molestation in the family, but that was Mm -hmm. never proven. The gist of these kids, Jennifer and her brother, were their mother was working her ass off to support both of these kids, and they showed her their love by not cleaning up, keeping the house a mess, breaking all of her rules, making her life a living nightmare, and then eventually killing her. That's really awful. Yeah, it is. It's really fucked, actually. <sighs> I wonder did why they would react that way. I mean, well, so, I'm many, tell you. so many kids, when they know their mom is in that type of situation, would help out extra and be, you know, extra kind and courteous knowing how much Because this Paul Henson guy. Is brainwashing them? I'll I'll get into him in a second. Did they used to be Mm. nice kids who did things? I guess when they were younger, yeah. Before she met Paul. Yeah, Yeah. in fact, uh, Susan did hang out with her daughter a lot. They would go to movies. In fact, Jennifer was a 
avid reader and David and Susan, and they all read the Harry Potter books together and they saw the movies. You know, they were big into that, but and they were a good family. But this guy, 16 year old Dracula wannabe, you know, what's the guy on Twilight? Edward, Edward. Cullen. Edward Collins. You know, he's trying to be him. And anyway, this is about David. Edward was a good vampire. Oh, well, what's the bad one? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) I was more of a true blood kind of guy. Anyway, this is about David. Most neighbors said that the Baileys were quiet and kept mostly to themselves. But one neighbor told him, told them about a recent event where David had been outdoors naked. The neighbor swore he had seen the boy masturbating to the rhythm of the water sprinkler that traveled around the yard. What the fuck? I can see that. That's pretty good rhythm. Really? That was fucked up. <laughs> but also funny. Jim, why are you looking at me like that? Your male tacos will enjoy that. <laughs> like talking about like a 13-year-old boy masturbating. Oh, that's why. Shit, I think sorry. that is a, all, I think that's how all boys continue to do it. So. Yeah, with, with the water sprinkler. I, I noticed you uh, installed a water sprinkler in the front yard, Nicole. <laughs> so do you use that? That's just an oscillator, though, so it just goes... Sh- oh. Another neighbor <laughs> Another neighbor had heard a rumor that David had killed the family cat down in the park, but the officers couldn't confirm that. They never did find the cat, however. All right. Let me talk about this Paul Henson dude, because this guy is freaking ridiculous. He sounds like a shitty person. Oh, I got to talk about the other teenager that wasn't at the house that night. Her name, Marilee White, not her real name, pseudonym. 14 at the time. Grew up in a very affluent neighborhood. Now, yeah, very affluent neighborhood. The thing about Marilee and Jennifer. Okay. Now, you may say this is disgusting. Some people may say this is brilliant. But Paul, none of the parents liked him. Hated him. Thought he was a loser. And there were he was corrupting the daughter, right? Paul actually claimed that he was, quote, two men in a single body. He was Paul, the sweet, affectionate, slow to get angry, kind of funny, you know? And then Talos, the aggressive, the blah, I'm Talos, the executioner from the 1800s. That reminds me of Nick Godajohn and what was his name, Victor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're actually two people in the same body, you're not technically cheating because, all right, Paul was in love with Jennifer, but Talos was in love with Marilee. Also, if you're claiming to be... So he was sleeping with both of the girls... Also, if you're claiming to be two people in the same body, you don't have dissociative identity disorder because most of the time your alters don't know about each other. You didn't. Uh, yep. I thought you learned your lesson. I guess not. Dad, the vultures are back. Okay, kids, you know the drill. Windows up. Gone too far looking for a good deal on gas? Try Price Match, only from BP Me Rewards at participating BP and Amico stations. Learn more at bp.com slash best price. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. 
Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Both girls bought into the story. Eventually, this led to three ways where... Oh, no. Because because think about it. This happened once, you know. (sighs) Paul was having sex with Jennifer, okay? And Mary Lee knew they were having sex. But then Talos comes out. I'm Talos. In the middle of sexual coitus, now that's cheating. It's not his fault that Talos decided to come out, but technically it's cheating. So eventually he just got them both to sleep with him at the same time so there would be no cheating. It How makes perfect sense. How did that fucking guy get two girls <laughs> to <laughs> sleep with him just in general? That is Let exactly. Let alone at the same taking, fucking time. Okay, is, he was taking advantage of a freaking 14-year-old. That girl was like, yeah. well, like, also, like, I don't even think that I knew how sex worked when I was 14. Nicole, exactly. that was a quote directly from every detective involved in that. What, what the fuck is this guy how is he Does doing he have this? like a twelve inch penis? <laughs> no. I don't understand. No, that a, sounds painful. That's not even like attractive. I, I don't know. think you're not attracted to an executioner from the 1800s that's been reincarnated into a male body. Who not looks exactly. like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> if it was in Brad Pitt's body, perhaps. <laughs> or like Channing Tatum, maybe. Or like John Perry's. Uh, gross. I'd consider. <laughs> <laughs> Marilee once complained to a friend that she was angry with Talos because Paul was having sex with Jennifer and suddenly became Talos. Her boyfriend cheated on her with Jennifer, she said. Talos. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Talos just came out. I'm... Marilee, I'm sorry. I wasn't cheating on you. Talos just came out of nowhere. Talos. Talos, please. He asked about Paul's relationship with the two girls. They believed he had two personalities in the same body. They didn't look at the situation as one boy having two girlfriends. Jennifer was in love with Paul. Marilee was in, in love with Talos. Well, yes, he was having sex with both of them, sometimes at the same time, he admitted. He also encouraged them to have sex with each other while he watched. The hell are you say? <laughs> <laughs> the detectives are like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't understand. And then every I guy don't... that's listening to this net is... Every guy that is listening to this now is like, damn it, why didn't I think of that when I was in high school? <laughs> uh, yeah, because in most cases, that shit would not work. Yeah. So there, It wasn't me. It was Talos. There's some pro- fucking problems with these girls. Coming out on the corner. It wasn't me. Coming kiss it on the sofa. It wasn't me. Coming to me in the shower. It, it was my alter ego, Talos. <laughs> All right. Talos. <laughs> <laughs> shaggy what happened to Sha- isn't shaggy isn't shaggy actually the name of the group or is it shaggy no, the name Shaggy's of the one guy the dude. didn't we talk about isn't shaggy going to be sebastian in the little mermaid coming up no it, only in the live the live movie the live no 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 not the movie abc is putting on a production and he's going to be sebastian in that but they're oh. but disney is also producing a movie which is confusing because abc is owned by disney so why are you doing two little mermaid things why disney just- is seriously milking the whole live stuff right now although i still haven't seen aladdin i still haven't seen the lion king uh, and i want to I, I have to confess something did you see it i saw the lion king was it awesome you went to see the lion king without us I went with Tara and her babies. That's bullshit. I heard it was someone that at work said it was like amazing despite the reviews. What did you think? Um, I liked it. 
but I don't think I liked it as much as the original. Like well, it was, it's hard. I think anything is hard to beat the original. I mean, it was it was it was good. It was good. I don't know. I mean, the 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 CGI it is amazing when you think of it. It's pretty much shot for shot, which is pretty cool. Hmm. It was good. Let's talk about the reason this murder happened. Okay, you can't blame these kids. They're kids, but you can blame emo music. My chemical. My Chemical Romance? My Chemical Romance. Fallout Boy. These are the devil's music. If your kids Fall Out Boy does not even say are anything listening. Bad. Um, well, think about the lyrics to Sugar We're Going Down. It's They're, about masturbating. Yeah. Cock well, it and pull it. No, it's, it's a about gun. a gun. I don't know. Fuck. Anyway, emo is very bad. It's about a gun. Either way, it's not about it's not it's not Jesus music. <laughs> well, true, but I don't, I think there's a middle ground somewhere. Jesus. I definitely don't think. I mean, it's uh, it's like it's pop. Like also, the Fall Boy is having uh, pop. Under the Cork Tree is a great album, and I'm gonna listen to it probably tomorrow on my way to work. They were both into emo, emotional hardcore music based in emotional. punk rock. Emo appeals to disaffected kids who feel they don't fit into traditional society. And its followers are rumored to be into activities like bloodletting, experimentation with the same sex, intimate relationships, depression, and suicide. This is what the author thinks emo is, which I guess is pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I don't, I like emo, some emo music, but I just I don't like yeah. any of that. I used to listen to like Blink 182 and stuff. Yeah, yeah I listened to that. My, I used to listen to Screamo too. Oh no, that's where you lose me. I can't do that. What kind of Screamo? Um, just, even I play guitar. Uh, Silver Stone. <laughs> <laughs> like, stuff yeah. like that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a car. Exhaust. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, shit. Like, I wonder how, how Screamo I could go. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. You sound like one of them Muppets on that Muppet uh, show. <laughs> animal! <laughs> animal! <laughs> He's the best. I love the Muppets. I used to love to watch the Muppet show. It used to be on like ABC on Sunday nights or Disney or something. I was a fan of the Muppets as well. They're funny. I love the Muppets. And when I was growing up, my parents, I would be like, let's watch them out. My parents were like, no. I'm like, but they're so great. They're like, no. I'm like, all right, whatever, you guys. Fozzie Bear. Waka, waka, waka. All right. So they also played Dungeons and Dragons. They also played Magic the Gathering, which I think my brother used to play that. It's like a card game. No, we were playing Pokemon. We we were into Pokemon before. It's cool. I just want to be. Okay. Yes. No, you did it when first. Like everything no, when they were, else. No, so y'all were too young. Uh, I, I know had we a had Game Boy Pokemon. Color with Pokemon and everything. Yeah, Game Boy Color. Okay. Wow. Your we family must have been rich. We had the old Game Boy. We gym. had the cards. I had cards I, too. No. Yeah. When there was like five hundred Pokemon, I was I could name one through you fifty. Got, you got in on the ground floor. I was going Do to school right and now. telling people about Pokemon. They're like, "What is this?" I name one through fifty. I was right the now. first one. In my school, to know what Pokemon was, okay, just like you were the first one to have the PS One, yes, and the first one to have Resident Evil, Resident Evil One, yeah, and Mortal Kombat Two on Sega Genesis. 
And now Pokemon. Can you? you know, you're like you, the boy you who cried wolf. Thing. one through fifty. Can you do that right now, please? Just, just for our without uh, looking it up. Yep. Pikachu, Charmander, Charizard, Snorlax, uh, Bulbazar. Uh, that's about all I can do. Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Well, no, Mewtwo is not one of the one of fifty. You're trying to trick me. Mewtwo was not in the first original fifty. Charmander. Charmander was. Charizard. Charizard is the upgraded version. No, Charizard is the level three. Charmeleon is level two. Were the ages like Charmander, Charmeleon, and then Charizard. That's what I just said. Squirtle. Squirtle, yeah. Um, You also had Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff was Jigglypuff. Yeah, Jigglypuff. Um, Jigglypuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Name the sounds for each of the name of how how the sound effects. Pika 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 pika. (laughs) We didn't go see the. I do remember going to see Pokemon. I think two thousand for a birthday. God, that was such an amazing show. Before they fucked it up with like, oh, let's make ten thousand. I wanna be the very Very best that no one ever was. Uh, Oh, oh, come on, Jen. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Pokemon. And it was our something. It's you and me. Our two. It's our destiny. Oh, you're my best friend. In a world we must defend. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Our hearts are true. Our courage will follow through. You teach me and I'll teach you. Let's do it. All right. They were playing Magic the Gathering and they were listening to they were listening to groups like the Insane Clown Posse. We we have some Insane Clown Posse fans, some Jiggalos. You know, guys, I am I'm making a campaign right now. All this facial recognition, surveillance stuff that got going on. Every time you walk into a store, the video cameras now, they don't just record you, but they can Know who you are by facial recogni- recognizations. Recognizations? Uh, whatever. Recognition. So, if recognition. Good try, though. We're proud of you. So, if we all wear clown makeup, like the gigolos and the ICP, the insane, in the insane clown posse, wear the mask and stuff, mm-hmm. that doesn't pick up on facial, facial. That doesn't pick up on facial fecal? recognizations. Fecal recognizations. Guys, this is uh, I, I miss recording. I know, me too. I'm so happy to be back. And I'd also like to comment that this is my first recording where like I'm actually done. <gasps> That's right. How With does it school. feel? It feels weird. My degree was awarded yesterday. Special. Yeah. So I'm officially in MED. Master of Education. You mean pretty impressive. PhD, though. Huh? You're not like a PhD. Though. Not yet. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Perhaps she will. All right. Maybe they also day. like they also like this group called Boondocks. B O O N D O X. The song Seven, which I'll put this in the thing, but you guys can hear it. Wasn't there so. a movie called Seven where yeah. the V was a seven? Oh yes, about Brad Pitt. That's like oh, what's in the movie. box? What's in the box? I've never seen that. Oh, oh you've never seen good. Seven? No, it's a God. really good movie. Yeah, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Give me the gun.
There's a lyric in the song, a tisket, a tasket, the scarecrows out of his casket. Mary Lee, the 14-year-old, started calling Paul her, quote, scarecrow god. What the fuck? What is wrong with these people? They were also part of the school's anime club. I, and the author describes bands like My Favorite Romance and My Chemical Romance, My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy, Emo, people wearing dark clothes and being cutters. Why are those the only two bands that they reference? Because Fall Out, I just don't think that Fall Out Boy is that emo. Because I feel like the author the did a lot of research on what emo was. <laughs> like, because they, she's probably they kept a parent. Them coming way up more, in Google, way more she's probably a parent band. too, you know. So she's writing this for other moms. So they're like, oh, fuck, I hope my son's not listening to emo. I also just like want to comment when you say Scarecrow Grad and this this picture on this album in particular. Now that my birthday's over, I really only have one thing to look forward to, and that is, well, two things to look forward to. One of those is fall, and the other one is our live next live show. I live my calendar based on things that I have to look forward to. Jennifer, enjoy the moment, Jen. Jen, be in the moment. Use the secret. Seize evil. the day. Carpe that fucking DM. Jennifer and Paul met before they met Mary Lee. I just thought you'd like the and before Paul and Paul and Jennifer met Mary Lee, they started wearing doll collars with each other's name on it, which I've ordered you one, Nicole, a doll collar with my name on it. Great. I can't wait to throw it away. <laughs> but you know, I would never wear a dog collar. That's like Oh my god, that's like those people that wear the shirts that have like the Mickey Mouse hands that say like my Mickey, her Minnie or something her Mickey, her Mickey, my Minnie or yeah. something like, or like that. I'm with stupid. I'm with yeah. stupid <laughs> or she's stupid I, or something. I saw like this shirt one time. I'm sure everyone has seen this meme that's like this one guy he's walking around like if lost, please return to Barbara and the lady's wearing a shirt that says I'm Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's going to be me except for my like future husband. We'll be wearing, like, I'm George or whoever. You remember that I'm one, uh, we, we saw this couple coming out of Walmart or something. They had a bag, but it was obviously <laughs> nothing heavy, and it was, like, greeting cards or something very light. It was a pillow. It was a it pillow. It was one single one pillow. One pillow in the bag, and one, the, the male was holding one handle of the paper bag. I think I was there Of the plastic you. bag. I think I was there. I think so, because <laughs> I think I remember seeing that. It was a target. That. It was a target. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and they were each holding a handle of the plastic bag. Yes. <laughs> it was like, Wow. <laughs> Because, you know. And they so were lonely. also emo people. Yeah. They were wearing all black. They may, she may have been wearing a dog collar. Yeah, oh, maybe. that's weird. All At right. least they weren't, like, wearing leashes attached to each other. Now, now. Let's... If you guys ever get dog collars, though, like, I would carry the leashes. But not, actually. That's kind of weird. Interesting. <laughs> 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 you know how bad that sounded? Yeah, it did. This Feature is... John looped that. <laughs> Let's talk about the pack. I can go with the bloopers, but you haven't really been putting on because you haven't been cutting anything. I know. I just don't we care. We want the bloopers back. Down with zips. We want bloopers. <laughs> Everybody wants the bloopers. Listen, guys, I just stopped cutting shit <laughs> altogether. No, we like the bloopers. I know. I do look forward to the bloopers. <sighs> All right. Well, I'll put in some bloops. Thanks. All righty then. Now, the pack, the actual pack. So they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, listening to, to my favorite romance, and they're down in the basement. Okay, they're trying to count their Pokemon cards, even though they're too young to only know the first 50. Okay, they come up with this pack. Now, it's not just Susan Bailey, Jennifer's Actually, mom. Actually, they're like our age. <clears throat> Your age, not yeah. mine. Yeah. Well, maybe a year younger or so. He, Paul was born in 91. Oh, that's our age. Your my age. age. My age. 
Remember, I was fighting the Taliban. Yeah, but Nicole when you was were still born in ninety when probably Jennifer was born. All right. Um, none of the parents liked Paul, remember, and they forbade the daughters from hanging around with him. So they all created a pact. Now they can't just kill the mother, Jennifer, or excuse me, they can't just kill the Jennifer's mother, Susan. Because that ain't gonna solve anything. Now she was the first that needs to go because she was basically a house Nazi, right? She was like, can you guys please clean up while I'm working two jobs to support you and buy you these nice jeans and, and everything you want and pay your cell phone bills and, and do all this stuff. I'm working two jobs and you guys just shit all over me. You know, I don't want to clean. That's what they said. So she was the first to go, but Mary Lee, the young, the young 14 year old that actually wasn't at the house, she was going to kill her mother as well. And also, oh. Paul, or should I say Talos, was going to kill his dad and stepmother as well. Now. What about his mother? Was she not in the picture? No, just his stepdad and, or his dad and his stepmother. All right. Oh, because that's who he lived with? Susan Bailey was the first to be killed. This was the plan. And the only? This was the plan. All right. This is the, this is the wise plan of four teenagers. We're going to kill our parents and then we're going to move to Canada. <laughs> Which has extradition laws, but okay. Well, that was our plan. <laughs> and in fact, they actually made it pretty close, but they decided to make a pact. This is from the book. It was getting more and more difficult at their homes and the teens were convinced that they had to stay close to be together in their next reincarnations. What they had to do they decided was to get rid of their parents, kill them, all of them. Oh my gosh, that's dark. Hey, although I don't really believe in reincarnation, it is interesting like to think about. What do you mean you don't yeah. believe in reincarnation? You, you believe in heaven, right? Yeah. That's reincarnation, isn't it? No. no. You're talking about to come back as a butterfly or something. No, yeah. well, that's, yeah, you can be reincarnated. You do come back. Yeah, every I mean, you don't come back like consciously, but your shit breaks down, all your atoms, and then they get redistributed to plants or whatever. Well, I think that if I was reincarnated, which I don't really believe in, but if I was, I would probably live my past life in like the 50s and 60s and died in like a tragic car accident on a bridge, like in Suzy Q, because I always have this belief that I was, uh, I'm going to die in a car accident. Not trying to be morbid, I'm just saying that's like this weird thing that's don't like. Don't be thinking that, Jen. Have you why ever watched. Why do you think that? Have you ever watched The Secret? I don't know. That shit comes true. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. Think I'm it, just saying that I have like it, this weird thing and I've always been like, I want to live in the 50s and 60s. I'm I'm just saying that may have happened. Maybe I'm Susie Q. That is precisely why I did not let you drive the RV. Just throwing that out there. Guys, Excuse I want to me, let you I guys know. I have a flawless driving record. I let Jen attempt to drive the RV. I drove and instead the RV of taking it seriously, she Snapchatted all you guys with her captain's hat before on. Before I <laughs> moved the car. I was literally in park. <laughs> All right, so Paul was going to shoot his dad and stepmother with his dad's twenty-two caliber pistol. What a dick. You never shoot your parents with their own gun. Well, what other? how else are we going to get a weapon? I know, but it's so fucked. Well, I guess they had knives. Um, Mary Lee's mother, she was going to kill her by herself with a kitchen knife when she was sleeping. And in fact, the morning of September 23rd, remember I said this murder happened the 25th. So 
they were all going to run away, okay, on the 23rd, kill their parents, and then meet up, and then drive to Canada. That was their plan. It was like the thought-out plan. Okay, Mary Lee did run away. Her mother sees her walking down the street. She gets her back in the car because she's only 14 years old. She's yelling at her mom, you ruined everything, mom. You ruined my whole life when her mom picks her up. Okay, so the next morning, the mom goes to sleep because she's obviously a hard worker too, trying to take care of these snot-nosed kids. And she wakes up, the mother wakes up, Mary Lee standing over her with a butcher's knife raised above her head, about to come down on her mom. But she didn't do it, but this is what happened if you want to read this. Put that knife down. What the hell do you think you're doing? Throw it down. The dispatcher quickly radioed two officers to head to the house. Give me your cell phone and your car keys, Marilee could be heard screeching at her mother. I have to go with them. I'm not giving you my car. You are not driving, Amy told the 14-year-old. We were all supposed to go, and you ruined it, Marilee screamed. I want to say Marilee was sent to juvie. She was charged with aggravated assault and family violence. She was really pissed because she... Didn't get to go to she Canada. So, I don't know. Well, um, well how was, much time did she get sentenced? Well, she was in the detention center when they all reconvened on the 24th, a day later, Paul and Jennifer and David. And so she was in juvie detention center. She couldn't go with them. Oh, so that's the only reason why she wasn't present. Yeah, that's she why was she wasn't present, because she was in locked up already. Uh, I just thought she chickened out. No. The detectives, when they did enter the home... If Susan Bailey wasn't such a workaholic trying to take care of her kids that her husband doesn't pay any child support, working two jobs, is exhausted as hell, she would have noticed some very odd things about her home. In fact, her home, her place of solace, of solitude, her place where she can kick her shoes off, relax, watch some sex in the city, get a couple hours of sleep, and then slave back to her jobs, she would have noticed that it wasn't her home anymore. It was a house of horrors, a murder house. Like American Horror Story? She walks in a day before. Day before. This isn't the day she died. She walks in a day before. Ooh, my lovely daughter made me some chocolate pudding. Oh, God, it's so strong. Strong with what? Strong with prescription medication that they crushed up. Is Zoloft. They crushed up like 100 Zolofts and put it in there. She put it down, left it on the counter because... She could taste the drugs. Yeah, she could taste it. And then Jennifer's like, oh, the milk was bad. The milk was rotten. Sorry, Mommy. Sorry, Mommy. Of course, the kids just left it on the table for evidence. A freight electrical cord was by the bathtub because, you know, one of the plots was, hey, let's push her in the tub and throw this cord in there. We saw it on movies. And in fact, the detectives, the detectives, when they saw the cord, because that's what it was for, they were like, damn, I wish it would have went like this. I wish she would have got electrocuted because the shock wouldn't have killed her, mm. you know, but it didn't happen like that. But that was the second thing. How come the little brother was involved in this? He doesn't seem like he's part of this whole. Well, oh, being yeah. 13, he was like impressionable. So he probably, you know, was 
pressured by his older sister. But maybe because, it had like, something to do with the fact that their mom wasn't home a lot because she worked two jobs. So he, they, they he resented weren't her getting it. the attention that they wanted or thought that they deserved when actually their mom was like working to support them. But he wasn't bonding with his mom because there wasn't a lot of time spent at home. Exactly. That he was mad. Exactly, Jen. Right on the right on the head. He was very impressionable, and he. He looked up to his older sister. He liked this guy. I mean, this Paul guy was like a dungeon master or whatever. Well, he was probably one of the you only know, the male gang. role models in their exactly. life. If his if their if his mother wasn't dating and his father wasn't in the picture, yeah. But his older sister was dating this guy and he was around. Then that's yeah, he probably was very one of the only male role models that he had in his life. Yeah, that's very that's spot on from what the detectives thought too. But he did have a part in the murder he did stab his own mother and and actually we'll get into he's the one that bought all the supplies to clean up the blood before it happened and was kind of disgusting but yeah at 13 years old and even Mary Lee at 14 you can't really hold them accountable as adults like you can a 17 year old right that's just how the law works so they obviously didn't in fact Mary Lee she was charged with the assault she got five years probation and she's she. I mean, that's not her real name, but right. she's out. She lives somewhere in the metro or whatever. She's got a kid of her own, so you know. But her mom like forgave her. Shit, you talking about kill? You trying to kill your mom? And she's like, oh, it's okay. She was just influenced by that guy. I'd be like, don't ever talk to me again. I don't care if you're my son or not. Mm-hmm. You try to kill me. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's hard to put yourself in that position. Like if, I mean, I would. I don't know what I would do in that position. Uh, at the Bailey house, the kids were busy setting traps for Susan. The poison pudding had not worked, but Paul thought they might be able to take their, her unaware and push her into the bathtub and zap her with an electrical cord. Carefully cut off one of the end, uh, cut off one end and frayed the wires, then draped the cord over the shower curtain rod and wrapped it around the closet doorknob, left it hanging with the prong near the end of the electrical outlet. He partially filled the tub just in case. If they could get Susan in the tub, they could pull the cord into the water and electrocute her that way, he explained. Then then they could hide the cord and people would think she'd had a heart attack. Yeah, and if that would have, I mean, they would have killed her either way. But if they would have pushed her in there, the shock wouldn't have been strong enough. Um, the third thing they had, so they had the pudding laced poison, the frayed electrical cord, a bat that Jennifer's grandpa made her. They were going to use it to beat her over the head with it. Um, they also had a 16-inch butcher's knife stuffed under the couch cushion and also a second big knife under Jennifer's bed. So they, the plan was on. They were going to kill her no matter how. All right, this was a murder. This was your, your own house is set up to kill you. Fuck, right? And literally the plan could fill an index card. Step one, kill parents. Step two. Moved to Canada. And they also took the family dog, which is really sad because the dog's a victim now, too. Because the dog was put in a shelter, and now the dog's probably dead. So, fuck these guys. Um, when the police searched the house, they found three cell phones in the bathtub water. Because they thought, oh, let's get rid of evidence by throwing our cell phones in the water. Right. Obviously, they do not watch forensic files yeah. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> no shit. They also found the hacked-off hair of a male 
so Paul's Paul, long hair so that they wouldn't <laughs> be able to recognize him at the border. Paul hacked off his hair. <gasps> Shit, I think you're right. Yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> you just see him now. No, they were actually pulled over. So they're in Texas. How far do you think they made it up north, Jen? To Oklahoma. Oh, you weren't asking me. Nicole, how far do you think they made it? To Oklahoma. That's all the faith you got in these kids? South yes. Dakota. It was the early morning, 3.30 a.m. Yankton, South Dakota. I was right. They were 500 miles away from the border. They were at an abandoned gas station, 3.30 in the morning. Now, Yankton has an 11.30 curfew for teens. So, obviously, a cop sees them. This is kind of a desolate area. The cop pulls up. These guys, this is how well they're planning. They didn't have any money. They didn't have a dime. They were out of gas, and they were trying to squeeze every pump to see if any gas would come out for their car. And they got caught. And the cop luckily didn't buy their story. The officer pulls up behind the blue Saturn, which was Susan's car, by the way. So they stole her ID, her ATM cards, which they couldn't figure out how to work. And they also stole her car. Maybe you want to figure out the pin before you actually murder someone. They also had the family dog in the car. Now, Paul had a driver's learning permit. When they finally figured out these were the kids, because the Texas police were looking for them, Texas Rangers. So they linked up with South Dakota. You know, the Texas guys went to retrieve them. When they finally asked Jennifer Bailey, they looked straight into her eyes. Jennifer, why, why did you do this? I don't know. Why did you do this, Jennifer? That was your mother. She cared so much about you. Quote from the 17-year-old daughter. We just didn't see eye to eye. That's a really good reason. (laughs) Once at the station, the detectives overheard Paul talking to his dad, which he immediately blamed it on everyone else but him. They were all like, I didn't do this. He did it. I mean, their pact was obviously not very strong. (laughs) You know? I'll say. They were supposed to be reincarnated sex mates, and they're, you know, didn't work out too well. Paul tells his dad that David did it. And he wasn't even involved. But they all they got Paul's fingerprints everywhere. Everyone was involved. Everyone stabbed Susan Bailey, including the son and the daughter. The boys were together in a squad car, and unbeknownst to them, they were being recorded. And this is what they were talking about. They were also being recorded, but they didn't know. The boys, locked in the backseat of one of the squad cars, chatted about games, smoking, and cartoons. David could be heard giggling about Mickey Mouse in the recording. He sounded so young, so childlike. Then David asked Paul about being charged with capital murder as opposed to murder, and Paul explained what he knew about the difference. They chatted a little about Susan. I helped her pee, David said, giggling. He was referring to his mother's release of urine when she died. There was more talking and giggling than, You dumb Dora, David said, apparently talking about his mother. You're stupid. We should have stuck her in a big wooden crate and mailed her to a zoo. They'd be like, she's an ape. David goes to Walmart and buys the cleaning supplies before they kill his mother. And then he puts the supplies in his backpack, gets on his bicycle and rides home. I mean, hell, what the fuck? They found on the dining room table a receipt from the nearby Walmart store dated Thursday, September 25th. 
The receipt was for some kind of card games and a bottle of Formula 409 cleaner. They found the half-empty cleaner bottle on a picnic table in the back patio slab. Peterson relayed the information to another Roanoke officer who went to the nearby Walmart and obtained surveillance video for the time the cleaner was purchased. The video showed David Bailey riding up on his bicycle, entering the store, finding the cleaner, and going through their self-checkout lane to pay for it. He placed the cleaner and the game cards in his backpack and rode away. It's almost like, I mean, when you're 13, I don't think you really, I mean, I know you're old enough to understand death at that point, but it's almost like he didn't realize that his mom is not going to wake up dead the next day and be like, wow, that was a... That was a really effed up thing that you did yesterday. You're grounded. You know what I mean? Like, how could he actually realize the finality of what he was doing yeah, at that's that a, age? Yeah, that's a really good point. In fact, they talk about that in this book, the finality. They talk about it where he wasn't quite at the age to realize that yet. I mean, yeah, he may realize it, but he doesn't realize it. How it's going to affect him you know, personally. He doesn't, real, he doesn't really understand. I mean, he's 13 years old, man. Think about yeah. what you're... You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's bad, awful situation, but that's why we, we have uh, laws against minors. I mean, especially when you're 13 and they're, they're growing up in the video game age where you're playing games like, you know, Resident Evil and all these other games that... You know, you die. You have a certain amount of lives. You die, but then you can turn on your game again and start playing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not yeah. like you wake up tomorrow and you have uh, five chances at finishing this goal. You, you, once you die, you die. You de- once you die, you die. That's it. That you're dead. So in Paul's room, they found a book called Fragon, which was a fantasy about a half frog and half dragon. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. Uh, but a quote from the book, quote, Thou shalt not taint thy fragon, for thou shalt become homosexual or dead or both. They also found tarot cards. Of course, the top of the tarot card deck was the one of Satan. Also in Paul's room, they found something else. Jen, you can read this. You haven't read yet. This is also what they found in Paul's room. In Paul's room, they found but did not seize a strange-looking device that turned out to be a flashlight. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was in there, Jim. <laughs> Tell us what a flashlight on is. On the outside-looking <laughs> device that turned out... Oh, sorry. On the outside, it looked like, a bit like a flashlight, and Paul Sr. had no idea what it really was, which was an artificial vagina made <laughs> as a masturbatory aid. Masturbatory? Later, Later, when the officials asked Paul Jr. about it, he told them that Mary Lee had purchased this for him using her mother's credit card. <laughs> the officers were bemused. Here was a 16-year-old boy who was having <laughs> sex with two pretty young women and still needed an artificial vagina. <laughs> it's like, um, remember that, that machine that we saw that was in, like, Japan? Uh-huh. That it was, like, the masturbating machine yeah. to help men? Yeah. Uh, the, for, like, know, sperm? The bathmate? Have you ever seen the... Um, Todd 2.0, the bathmate. Oh. No. <laughs> no. No. But I was saying, like, the, remember the machine oh, where it's, shit. like, for sperm clinics when men need to yeah. go? I know that flash, flash, flashlights, they actually make them in both vaginas and anuses so that yeah. males can get their pleasure whichever way they prefer. They also do custom flashlights. If you go to flashlight.com, um, they have custom flashlights based on your favorite porn star. They actually take the mold vagina 
of the porn star and they mold the fleshlight. Wow, you're oddly familiar with that. You know, you could do that with penises too. You can actually get your favorite penis and make it into a vibrator or a dildo. All you gotta do, yeah, all you gotta (laughs) do is just ask your 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 male friend to just you know put a plaster mold on his dick for a little bit and then it'll. They do make one. They do make one similarly to like male. Porn stars or whatever. Do you have to yeah. pay differently per size though? Like if I get a big black dude, is, do I have to pay more because it's bigger? Maybe. You're asking the wrong person because I don't own anything like that. No, so. I'm saying like, I mean, I just wouldn't want to get cheated if I get like a little four incher compared to like a 16 incher. I mean, if I'm paying the same price, that's fucked up. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. It's just your preference. Just do your research, guys. Also, they found the Demonic Bible by author Magus. Tzerk Susage Antichrist, servant and disciple of the Dark Lord, as revealed to him by his unholy demon, the spirit Azel. That's his full title. Um, wow. wow. If you're really you interested... people who do that shit regret it later. They're like, why the fuck was I in touch? Guys, if you're, if you're listening to this and you want to purchase your own demonic Bible, please go to use our Amazon affiliate link and you can pur- purchase the demonic Bible for yourself today on Amazon. Um, quote from the book. I don't want to promote that. Why is the that. mass market paperback seven hundred and seventy three dollars? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is stupid. All right, the demonic Bible, previously on the internet, now in print for the first time. This is the fourth revised edition of the demonic Bible by Magus Tizerk Susage. Antichrist, servant and disciple of the Dark Lord, revealed to him by the spirit Aziel, his unholy guardian demon. The book contains rituals for crossing the gates of hell and becoming one of the forces of darkness. It also contains rituals for the invocation of hundreds of demons and dark gods. This may be pos- This may possibly be the most evil book written. Yay. <laughs> Hooray! Well, I just wouldn't buy that because of bad juju. Yeah, bad juju. It's a good thing I have my sage. What's that one Bible uh, that was on the History Channel? The book of... Uh, that was written by the monk. It was written by a monk. So this monk... Gilga. Gil, Gilga. Gilgamesh? There's this, no. no, there's this book on... Uh, it was on History Channel. It's this book. So basically, this monk was sentenced to, to death... But he pleaded with the other monks or whatever to spare his life if he can completely write the Bible. And, you know, because they used to scribe it. Within one night, he was going to complete, and which takes like 12 years to scribe a whole Bible. So anyway, he was literally about to get executed. So he called on Satan to help him. And he, this is an actual book. It's a real book. It's called, um, Gigas. Oh, yeah. Codex Gigas. Codex Gigas. Yeah. So, and then, it's fucking crazy. If you see the pictures, it's fucking In English, nuts, man. it means man. the giant book. But it, there was a history channel on it, and the book is still around, but it's been through, like, kings and queens were, like, fighting over it. It's, like, a is legit Is it at the Vatican show. now? No. I think it is at the Vatican, yeah. But it's got this big-ass demon on it right here. This is the actual Bible that he wrote. This is... So he did it. He did it in he one did night. It. He did it with the help of Satan. He sold his soul to the devil. To and and they it. wrote this book. And it's huge. I mean, it's, it's the size of this table. Literally. It's big. The, the, they put it in a chest. 
It's called the Codex Gigas. It's fucking crazy, man. How do we know this is a real story and not? I mean, it could be apocryphal. Could be, oh yeah. You know, but it, it's just it's crazy. It, I mean, the story is absolutely crazy. But they did do some analysis on like the ink and the paper yeah. and stuff like that to see if it was all possibly written around the same time and stuff like and that. And it was, wasn't, wasn't it? I think so. Um, we got to watch that tonight. That's freaking. Oh, they did confirm it was all, I think, by the same person. Yeah, same person. But it's massive. It's massive. It was huge. on Netflix. There's like a little document. Yeah. Oh, I think I remember watching that with you guys. It yeah. was too, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. All right. So this is in the Demonic Bible. It offered chance to invoking Beelzebub, demons, and other evil things. It contained a ritual to become the devil incarnate. Talos. There was also a ritual to become a vampire, but not one of those tweeny Twilight vampires. We're talking about um, what's his name on True Blood, Eric. Okay, from True Blood. That is a badass vampire. Richard Cottingham, whatever. Okay, Sookie Stackhouse. No, Richard Cottingham was the Butcher of New York. And a general invocation of calling spirits, quote, I call all the forces of darkness into myself. All right, let's talk about the sentencing of these freaking vampire teenagers. Paul says this is what really happened. Paul said that when Susan came into the front door that Thursday night, David hid in his room. Paul hid behind the half wall that separated the staircase from the game room. Jennifer waited to greet her mother in the bedroom door. When Susan reached the top of the stairs, he came out from behind her from behind the wall and grabbed her. I just started stabbing and stabbing, Paul said. Jennifer started stabbing her too. And then David came out of his room with a knife and they all blitzed her until she was no longer moving. Paul made the final Paul made the fatal stab wounds on the back of her head and neck down her spinal cord. Jennifer had stabbed her in the front and David had only done a few cuts on her chest. Since those cuts did not appear to have bled, her heart had likely not been beating by then. But in the legal scheme of things, that didn't matter. David was as guilty as the others. Both Paul and Jennifer accepted a plea bargain. A plea bargain. A plea bargain. Their release date is 20? Guess. 19. What? I don't know. No. 43. 2068, but they may parole in 2038. Have fun in prison. David, the younger is serving a 26-year sentence and possible parole October 1st, 2021. Mary Lee had five years probation, and she is now married with a baby. (sighs) Hopefully that baby doesn't try to kill you. Yeah. We just call that karma. So Investigation Discovery did a, they interviewed Jennifer Bailey, and she completely denied everything, blamed it on Paul, whatever. They're they're where they belong. Yeah. I mean, I I wish they didn't have parole, but I get the fact that they were so young. Kind of like that Shanda Shearer case, even though I, you know, I don't think the fact is they had no plan. They literally didn't even have any gas. They did have plans. Their plan was kill parents, move Canada. Yeah, they had had a serious (laughs) plan. They had many (laughs) ways on how they would kill the parents. Yeah, but then move to Canada was their plan. Yeah, that was Take the family dog, move to Canada. So that is my story on the very sad, tragic case of how emo can ruin the lives of so many people. So please, if your son or daughter is listening to emo, watch out. Watch out. 
That is my Susan Bailey, the very tragic case of her death. I hope you guys liked it. Go to talkmore.com, putting some pictures up there. You can buy the book through my affiliate link. I'll get a whole four cents. So I really appreciate that. Um, that's all I got tonight. And uh, the next episode will be a taco special. It's a great episode. I cannot wait to record it. We're recording it tomorrow, right? All right. So if you really enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or whatever podcasting app you use. If you really like this episode, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our Talos, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Talkers Primo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout out all over the place. Tell me what story you may do. Our research is dedicated to you on Talk Murder Me Podcast. My name is John here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time. Shots. We don't know where they are. <laughs> well, it's not real Italian pasta. I don't order the pasta. I order soup, salad, and breadsticks, and it's like five bucks, and I get as much as I want. That's why it's fantastic. And I have a gift card, and I'm going to go by myself, and you're not invited. That's fine. I've got a gift card to see that Hollywood movie in the theaters, and I'm going to go by myself. I'm actually going to buy a ticket for you and me and Nicole go, and I'm just going to throw the ticket in the trash. Wow, that's mean. <laughs> that that's <was> cold. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you want to strike cold. blows? If you, if you don't no, like the no. heat, don't come into the kitchen. Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA. At 4.7 ABV, you can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. You didn't. Uh, yep. I thought you learned your lesson. I guess not. Dad, the vultures are back. Okay, kids, you know the drill. Windows up. Gone too far looking for a good deal on gas? Try Price Match, only from BP Me Rewards at participating BP and Amico stations. Learn more at bp.com slash best price. 